Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we thank you for joining us as we go into studying the Word of God and pray that these studies are a blessing to you. And you can reach out and just let us know whether um, this has been an, indeed a blessing and that um, you're out there and that you're uh, hearing and we're, we're reaching you. For it's enough, it's not enough for me to speak out and, um, and to speak the Word, but it's important that what I speak that you are receiving and it is being uh, received with a heart and a mind that says, you know what? This is truth. This truth is speaking to me. So again, you can reach us at pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Again, pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Or you can mail us at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061. Again, as Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. And we're going to continue. And I hope that you're getting something again um, as we've studied the life of Joseph. And this series is called Graceful Living, um, Joseph's Life Lessons. And we can glean so much. And I'm I'm not going into everything. I'm not, going to, I'm not trying to read every verse of all the scriptures, but I'm trying to pull out and glean things out of it so that it will have an impact to you. And the scripture that we've quoted uh, as the script, as the Bible says, that the Old Testament is written for our learning, that we can look and see the Bible characters and th these young men and women who who uh, uh, stood on the word of God, who did many of them. If they were born before Moses, they did not have a book to read. They didn't have a reference to say, OK, this is what God said in this verse or this chapter. But what they had was the truly the spoken word that was passed down from their fathers and grandfathers and their elders. And as they received it by faith, God showed up every time in their time of need because they had a covenant with God and they trusted God that if God has said this to my father, my grandfather, my great grandfather, surely he will show up for me. So today we're in uh, chapter 40 of Genesis and we're going to start reading around the second verse. And as again, as we read this verse, read these uh, um, uh, verses to you today, at times put yourself, if you could, imagine yourself in Joseph's spot. Here he is, a Hebrew. He's in a foreign nation. He's in a pagan nation. Because in these times, many of the nations, they worshiped the sun, the moon, uh, the, uh, the animals that they saw. They saw the, um, the, the stars in the heaven. And they worshiped them because that was the knowledge that they had. But what God had done was he had made a covenant with Abraham. And if Abraham would believe, and he did, the things that God had said for him and spoken over him, that those things would come to pass because God wanted the world to see what faith in the God of heaven and earth, this Hebrew God, who is now our God through faith and through Jesus Christ. But in this, this day, God had revealed himself uh, to Abraham. And there were other, the others that knew of God, but God had made covenant with Abraham. There were others who knew of him. Uh, if we would read and just go through the life of uh, Pharaoh and King, uh, one, of the, one of the Pharaohs and uh, King Abimelech, these men knew of God. Abimelech asked God, said, Lord, I didn't know. When God came to him in a dream and, and he was, uh, was taking Sarah into his harem of wives, and God told him that you are but a dead man. He said, Lord, I didn't know. He told me he this was his sister. She said he was his brother. But God um, uh, spoke to him. And so there were men who knew of God. 
However, Abraham had a covenant. And this is what we are, we as believers have because we believe in God, because we believe in Jesus and because uh, we that makes us uh, the seed of Abraham, because Abraham believed God by faith. We believe in Christ as our savior. And therefore, we are children of faith, which makes us the seed of Abraham. We are connected by faith. That's what connects us with faith and connects us with God. For Hebrews says it is impossible for without faith, brother, it's impossible to please God. Faith is our exchange with God. Just like in the United States, we have dollars and, and uh, cents and coins that where we make uh, mercantile uh, exchanges. We can buy, we can sell, we can trade. We trade with that money. That's our exchange. Or in the currency of heaven, faith is. You know, you can't, uh, uh, nothing else will please God but our faith. And our faith in what he said is not in what the preacher said. It's not in what the uh, 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 I say as a person but it's what I say as of what God has said. And we have, and we can read the scripture and you can follow behind me and you can read the same scriptures that I have, I, I'm reading today and see, yes, this is what God is saying. And I believe that as we study on our own, if you would take the time out to study and meditate on these verses and other scriptures in the Bible that come alive to you and you meditate them, they will become real to you. And so this is where we find Joseph now. Joseph have, knows that he has a covenant and he knows what God has spoken to his father and his, and his grandfather and great grandfather. And so today in chapter 40, we're going we're gonna to read about Joseph who was a, he was sold into Egypt as a slave. Now he, because he resisted Potiphar's wife, he was, he was demoted further. Not only was he a slave, now he's below a slave. He's in prison, he's confined. And we see this young man, who was told by God that men, his father and brothers, and would bow down to him. Yet here Joseph finds himself lower than anybody in Egypt because he is, he has no freedom. He doesn't have a voice because a slave doesn't have a voice. Only thing a slave can do is obey. And if, if you resist or obey in many cultures, you could be killed. So let's read now in uh, Genesis 40, chapter 1. And it came to pass after these things that the butler and, and of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended the king. So they had did something. Maybe the wine didn't taste good. Maybe he cooked something. Maybe the butler cooked something. Somehow or another, they offended the pharaoh. So they were thrown into prison. And so we see now in chapter, uh, verse 3, it says, And they were put in the ward of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard, verse 4, charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued in ward. And so I don't want to go too fast on verse number four, but it talks about Joseph being a servant. Now, can you imagine you're already, you, you were a slave and you were serving, and you were falsely accused, you're thrown into prison. Now you're in the prison and you're serving, but these men were prisoners just like you. Joseph didn't buck up at the, uh, at the uh, uh, head of the prison and say, hey, man, let them get their own bread. Let them get their own uh, water. Let somebody else serve them. No, he was a servant. And while he was confined in the middle of his trial and tribulation, Joseph was willing to say, yes, I'll, I'll humble myself and serve these men. Because again, Joseph could have said, no, I'm, dude, I'm done. I served y'all before. 
and it didn't get me anything. Matter of fact, I came out the worser. But here he is saying, this is my charge. This is what this is where I'm, I'm I am today. But he's willing and he submitted himself. And as the captain told him to do, Joseph served. But now we're going to see something that happened in the fifth verse, fifth and sixth verse, where we see how God begins to elevate this young man in the midst of his trial and tribulation. He begins to see the hand of God and we see how God begins to elevate him. And it says in the fifth verse, both of them dreamed a dream, each in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in prison. And Joseph came in the morning and it says, they look sad. And he said to him, uh, whether it's, and both of them were sad rather. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house saying, why do you look sadly today? Again, this says something about Joseph. And it also says something to us. Here Joseph is, they're all in the same situation, but yet Joseph is lower than them because he's a Hebrew, they're Egyptians. So Egyptians did not consider each, uh, uh, Hebrews their equal. But Joseph was not only concerned about himself. Yes, he wanted to be free, but he had enough discernment to say, you know what? Something is wrong today. And you know, a lot of times we see people and we see them hurting and many will just walk by. We see, you know, because in a prison, there is not a lot of joy in in, in I believe Joseph, we'll read on further, where Joseph was in, in, a, in a dungeon. He was not having, uh, uh, that's where he was kept. But yet, he, he had discernment, which God gave him, and he kept that discernment because he was not focused on himself. Many times we miss opportunities to witness or to be a light so that others can see the goodness of God. I can imagine, I remember a job that I was on where, we all, um, there was a time where there was layoffs. We, our company was bought out and and people were laid off. And I was one of those that were laid off. And I told them walking out the door, I told them, um, I talked to my staff before I left. I said, look, I'm thankful for this job. I'm thankful for uh, the opportunity that I had, but I will get a job better than this one that I have. And I walked out. And matter of fact, later on, I wrote a letter to the president, uh, the new uh, CEO, who was becoming the, the CIO rather and told him, gave, told him, thank you. And, uh, uh, whatever else. But my point being, I knew that if I left with a grudge, if I left with, with anger in my heart, if I left being upset, then I'm cutting off my blessing because unforgiveness is just like an anchor. If you throw, if you throw down, uh, unforgiveness, if you don't forgive the people who've hurt you, then you are make you are throwing down an anchor in your life, and it's gonna be like you're just dragging weight behind you. I heard one, um, and I think I've said this before: having unforgiveness or bitterness in your heart is just like wishing your enemies dead by you drinking poison. Now, most people say that don't make sense, does it? Think about it: you wishing your enemies were dead so you drink the poison. That's what unforgiveness. And bitterness. Paul said, let not bitterness spring up, the root of bitterness spring up in your heart. Don't let those things that happened in the past grow in you so that it clouds your vision. It clouds your discernment. So you can't see what God is trying to do for you. Even in the midst of this dreadful situation where this young man was in prison, 
He was a slave. Now he's in prison. Now he has to serve people in the prison. And yet he could discern that somebody wouldn't happen. Something so trivial. So, so you know, you said, hey, of course you're in the prison. You're not happy. But yet this young man had discernment and he was willing to use it to be a benefit to someone else. So let's go on now. We did these guys, both of these men, the butler and the uh, and 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 the baker have had dreams. So we're going to go down to the ninth verse. Now, Joseph is beginning to talk to them. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, in my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And I go down to the 11th verse and he said, and Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. I took the grapes and pressed them in Pharaoh's cup and I gave them to Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now let's go now. Let's stop there. Joseph began to interpret because what? Joseph had had time. He's matured. He's gotten older. He's uh, uh, used. He, 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 he worked where he was. One of my one of the elders used to say, he said, they said, grow where you're planted. If you're planted in concrete, find a way to grow. If you're planted in the city, if you're planted in the field, if you're planted in the country, if you're planted, uh, uh, whatever department you're planted in, whatever place that you find yourself in, be a light. Scripture, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify God, which is in heaven. That's what Jesus said. And here Joseph is, he's using his gift. And Joseph has been promoted, although he has not been promoted uh in the, in the natural sense, in the spiritual sense, Joseph has been promoted. Because you think about it, back in the 37th verse, chapter rather, of Genesis, Joseph was just a dreamer. He told others to dream, and they interpreted. Now, in this chapter 40, others are telling Joseph to dream, and he gives interpretation because God has seen his faithfulness. Scripture says, if you're faithful in a few things, I will make you master over much or over many. Because Joseph was faithful, God gave him wisdom and revelation of what to say and when to say. And these men are about to experience the, 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 the power of God through wisdom in this young man. And it goes on to say, uh, he said, 13th verse, yet within, within three days, Pharaoh shall lift up your head and he's going to restore you to your place. And you shall deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand. And after and after the former manner was this was this but was his, as you was his butler. In other words, Joseph saying he's going to put you back in the same job and the job that you used to have. God's going uh, uh, you're going to be put back there. And then the scripture says, uh, if you, we go on down, the baker saw what Joseph, Joseph had given a good report. Who wouldn't want to be restored back? And now you're back in connection with the most powerful man in the country who was Pharaoh. And now the baker says, oh man, if, if, if the butler been, has been restored and he had a dream, I'll tell you my dream too. So the butler begins to speak. And he says, um, in the 16th verse, he says, I dreamed a dream and behold, I had three white baskets on my head and the uttermost basket, there was all men of baked meats for Pharaoh. And the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph said, this is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Now, just think about what Joseph is about to do. A lot of us, you know, and even myself, when you have, you have to have wisdom. 
when God gives you an interpretation, and many times when you have um, uh, an interpretation which may not be uh, so good or, or welcome news, you need to have the wisdom on how to deliver the message. I've had interpretations where I said I'd have to pray and say, Lord, what am I? What? How should I put this? How? Give me wisdom on what to say, because the Bible says the wisdom from above is first peaceable, easily to be entreated. That's the wisdom that God gives the uh, gives us as when He gives us a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge, meaning that it's 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 gentle. It's where God wants to instruct us in righteousness. Now there is the the office of the uh, of the prophet, which does come with authority, but even the prophet must be subject to the man or woman of the house to that pastor. Although many feel like that some gifts are higher than others and in and in higher positions, yet we know that all the Bible says all the things and all the gifts that God gave us, they we work as the body of Christ. We are the fingers, the hand, the toes, the eyes, the ears, of the head. All of us work together in the body. But going back to this, Joseph now has got to give this man his interpretation of what he sees. All right. He's got to tell him, OK, this is what I see and what God is speaking to you. And God and, and what uh, uh, what your future holds. He says in 17th verse, he says, and the uttermost basket there was all men of baked meats of Pharaoh. And the birds did eat them out of the baskets upon my head. And Joseph said, the three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee and shall hang you on a tree and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off of thee. And it came to pass on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto his servants and he lifted up the chief butler and the chief baker among his servants. He restored the chief butler, as Joseph said, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted them. See, there are things that are coming on. The, just like we read here and we hear uh, Revelation and we hear how that Joseph took. He received this uh, uh, revelation and wisdom that God gave him and he was willing to speak it. And this is what Jesus has done for us. He done. He did for us in the book of uh, St. Luke, chapter 21 where if you go and read this book, and I'm not going to read it all entirely to you, but they were the Jesus and all his disciples, they were in Jerusalem. And they look back at Herod's temple, uh, the temple that the Jews went to worship. And it, it was it was one of the most magnificent, they say history says, uh, 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 buildings in Jerusalem in that time. And they talked about all the uh, beautiful columns and how all the gold that was in it and everything. And Jesus began to tell them, that there's going to come a day that just building that you look at and which the Jews do go to and worship. He said, there's going to come a time that there shall not be one stone upon another. In other words, he's saying uh, uh, this building is going to be destroyed. And history says it took 46 years for them to build this building. But Jesus said, and in just in, in a few days, it's going to be destroyed. But what did he tell them? In verse number 19, he says, uh, I'm going to go to 18. He says that there's going to come a time when men are going to be running for their lives. He says, uh, and you shall be betrayed by parents and brothers and kinfolks and friends. You should be hated for all men for my name's sake. He said, but there shall not be a hair of your head perish. For in your patience, 
possess you your soul. Jesus was letting them know there's coming a time that you're going to have to face a, a, a difficult time. Just like we do in, in this time where we live in the uh, uh, 21st century, in, in year, in year uh, 22 of this 21st century, we see that COVID has been now in its third year. Hundreds of thousands of people, not only in this country, but all over the world, the world has been shut down by COVID. But God has kept us. He has kept us. Some of you might have had COVID and you recovered. Some of, some of, some of us, you, we've never had COVID. But whatever the case may be, you are alive for such a time as this. God has kept you. He has, he has, 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 uh, has blessed you. We are at this time, and especially in the country of America, this is the most blessed country in all the world. Most Americans, compared to other nations, you have more money in your pocket than many people have their whole life savings. And once a ticket came out, it said that if you had, I think it was a hundred dollars, but I was let's say a thousand, let's say a thousand. They said most people in the world, they don't have a thousand dollars in their in their in their uh, bank account, and don't even have an account that they can live off of. Some of us, you make a thousand dollars a day. Some of you, some people make a thousand dollars a week, but yet there are many who make pennies. Who would who would eat eat they would eat the food off your floor if they had the ability to do it. And yet we have to come to a point to say, you know what, Father, I appreciate you. Be stay thankful for what God has done for you. Stay thankful. Because what Satan wants to do, what the enemy wants to do, he wants, the Bible says he comes to steal. This is uh, John 10 10. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Why? Because he wants to take your joy. And as I talked to you earlier about how that when Joseph, through his discernment, he discerned the baker and the butler, they were sad. But see, that's what the enemy wants to do to us as believers. He wants to take our joy. He wants to take the, the scripture said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He wants to take your joy from you. He Because your joy, your praise of God will give you strength. Scripture says the the the, uh, the the praise, the worship of the believer will steal the enemy, will stop Satan in his tracks because he does not want us to praise God. He does not want us to glorify God. He does not want to hear us giving God thanks for what he's done, how he's delivered us, how he's blessed us, how he's kept us, how he's healed us. He doesn't want, he doesn't want us to be thankful. Therefore, he wants to shut our mouth. And see, that's what Joseph faith faced as a young man with destiny. That's what you face as a single mother, as a single father, as a married couple, as a widowed mother, as a widowed mom, as a widowed dad, uh, uh, as a single person. He wants to get us in the corner and to shut our mouth so that we do not give God praise and we do not give God glory. But in the middle of your trial, in the middle of your tribulation, we have to remember the joy of the Lord is our strength, not the complaining, not the whining, not the uh, bitterness, not the anger. God knows you were hurt. He knows that you you are going you you've uh, had to endure some things over these last um, months and years. But yet in all of it, He has sustained you. You may not have the money that you want, but you yet have money. 
You may not have the food that you want to eat, but yet you have food. You may not be driving the car that you, your dream car, but yet you can go, for, to, you can got a car that'll get you from where you need to go, to from where you are to where you need to go. You may not have the dream job that you want, but you have a job that you can feed your family. You can provide for yourself. You can do the things you need to do. That's where thankfulness and remembrance of what God has done for us. And for us who live at this time in the year 2022, we can look back at now and say, you know what? I made it to this point. So when the next trial come, when the next tribulation come, we can say, you know what? This is not my first rodeo. This is not the first trial I went through. This is not the, my, my first test. I've been through tests before. I've been through times when my life was threatened. I've been through times when uh, I didn't have money. I was single and, and you know, you, you didn't have two nickels to rub together. But yet God made a way. And this is what God has done for, um, has done for Joseph. He's brought him to a point. He was, he, Joseph sees himself. See, Joseph, see you, what we have to do is we have to see ourselves as God sees us. God sees Joseph as a ruler. God didn't change his mind. He never, he had never changed his mind about Joseph being a ruler and reigning over others and being in a position of authority. God did not change it. And he showed it to him. He showed Joseph he, that the anointing, that the favor was still on his life. When it came time for interpretation of a dream, Joseph uh, uh, activated that blessing that was in his life. And this is what we have to do. You will find yourself, whenever, whatever strength you need, if you will call on Jesus in that hour, the Lord said, in your hour of need, when they bring you before, uh, and, before and have accusation against you, he said, don't think what you shall say. He said, in that hour, the Holy Spirit will give you what to say. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't study and get yourself prepared, but don't worry about what the words coming out of your mouth. Don't worry if God calls you to preach or calls you to minister. Do your study. Got, uh, uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the words of truth. What he was telling Timothy was, Timothy, study. Meditate on the word. And if God has called you, God will prepare you. Wait on your calling. Let God perfect you and whatever that calling might be. If he's called you to a pulpit ministry, if he's called you to be a teacher or a pastor or a, or a prophet or, or a, a minister of music or, or, or a song or whatever his, God has called you to do, he will prepare you. And in your time of promotion, God will put you there. Whatever authority you need, whatever uh, anointing you need, it's already there. And this is what God is showing Joseph, that Joseph, I've got your back. Even in slavery, even in a prison, I am with you. And he showed him. But what Joseph had to realize, he had to wait on the fullness of time. This is a, 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 a thought that I wrote down that I wanted to say this today before we end. All of us have to wait on the fullness. Whenever a woman is pregnant and if she goes to full term, she must wait nine months, right around 36 weeks, 36 to 37 weeks. She's got to wait. And that if that baby comes before the ninth month, they're called premature. You have a baby at, uh, 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 at the fifth month or sixth month or seventh month, that's called a premature baby. And any baby born prematurely must have special care. 
It must be placed in an incubator. It must be fed. Uh, it must be fed. It can't be taken out into the regular environment. You must keep it and protect it. Why? Because the baby came before time. That's what happened when we rush and we try to do what God didn't call, what God has not uh, sanctioned, rather. Yes, he might have called you to this time, but it's call you to this ministry or call you to this uh, uh, to be married or to whatever the case may be. But if you jump ahead of time and you go prematurely, then you have now got to make special allocations, special. Uh, uh, you got to do special things to keep that baby born. But if you allow that baby to come in the fullness of time that in a, just a few days, that baby will be walking. It'll be talking and it'll be going about his business. As we finish up today in Genesis 40, it says in, in the 23rd verse, yet he yet the chief butler, yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. You know why he forgot him? Because there was no use for Joseph at this time. It was not the time for Joseph to be promoted. Although Joseph now had a gift of interpretation, he had the gift of wisdom, yet God was not ready for him. It was not the time because Pharaoh did not have a need for Joseph. God was waiting for the right time, right place, right person. And to end again with uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I have concerning thee, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I pray these words have been a blessing to you today. I pray for all those who listen that we will wait on your timing. Wait on God, for God surely has good thoughts for you. I pray that you be blessed and join us again for Journeys in Grace. Till the next time, be praying for us and we pray for you.